I tell people all the time, if you want to work on your limiting beliefs, start a business because every limiting belief you have about yourself is going to pop up. Hey, Mindful Tribe, during this challenging time, this crisis, you know, I'm sure there are there are even more people out there, maybe you're one of them, dealing with mental wellness, trying to keep our our heads above water during this time when we're confined to our homes. And I have a person with me who is the founder of a mental wellness app, which is not like any other apps I've ever heard of. I've never seen anything like this at all. I have Kristen Rulon with me today. Hey, Kristen, are you in mindfulness mode today? I'm always in mindfulness mode, right? We hope so anyways. Yeah, we hope so. It can be a good (laughs) thing, that's for sure. Well, you have had some challenges in the past, and I know from learning about you and reading your story that you have definitely had some wellness challenges. You've been through quite a time. But before we get into your story, tell us what mindfulness means to you, Kristen. Mindfulness to me, I mean, obviously... We all know what mindfulness is, right? It's actually being mindful, being kind of in the moment and present. But to me, it is such a gift. And it's something that when you start practicing mindfulness, you kind of see how much of a gift it just keeps giving because it makes you so much more as far as gratitude and appreciative of things when you start practicing mindfulness. To me, it's just this ongoing gift that just kind of lifts me up. And that's essentially what it is to me. It is, it is an incredible gift that I'm so glad that I started really diving into a few years ago and something that I try to practice daily. Well, a gift and appreciation and gratitude, that sounds like it describes your app. I'm pretty fascinated. (laughs) Now, I want to share with Mindful Tribe a little bit about you, who you are, and what's up. Kristen Rulon is passionate about helping people with their mental wellness. And she herself is a survivor of postpartum depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. And as a result of her experiences, she developed this app called MindStar. And it is the world's first self-care app that pays you back. And you heard me right. It pays you back. This app allows users to track their self-care over time and then be rewarded for it. So what happened was Kristen gave birth to her third child and she had a birth control shot and shortly after that developed serious health issues. And she got really working on developing healthy eating and exercise and a vitamin plan and all these kinds of things. But she's went back to experiencing mental health issues. And then in the summer of 2018, that's when MindStar was born. So we know a little about your story, but what made you move to develop an app out of this? (laughs) So um, doing all this personal work, and I, I am a spiritual person. So I kept thinking there has to be purpose for this pain. How can I repurpose this? Maybe it's also my journalistic mind of you know, kind of the researcher mind, so to speak. And, and I just kept thinking there, there has to be a point of this, you know, what can I do to give back in some way? At that point, I was also blogging. I have a son who's autistic. So I was also blogging about that and anxiety. And so I thought that was just it. I'm like, okay, I'm a writer and maybe I'm meant to write about this. 
the universe had different plans. So I was cooking dinner. Um, my husband is gone 50% of the time. So I'm a very independent person. So he was gone and I was talking to him on the phone and my oldest handed me a worksheet with a star on it. And I said, just out loud, where is my star for being an adult? And my husband chuckled and, you know, we just kind of talked about it a little bit. And I said, yeah, you know, our oldest get these marks for all his good behavior, but what about as we're adults and we're having to deal with things and, you know, no one's teaching us self-care. No one's teaching us, it, you know, I always tell people it takes not just awareness, but awareness plus action. That's what equals success. And so it's that action part. You know, we become aware of all of our issues, but it's the actual action part. And so I kept thinking about this, 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 this question of why, you know, why couldn't adults be rewarded for their behavior? And, and I get a beauty subscription in the mail. And later that evening, I saw the pink packaging and it just stuck out that couldn't businesses do more to reward us in our wellness journey. And so I tell people all the time, if you want to work on your limiting beliefs, start a business because every limiting belief you have about yourself is going to pop up. So the one of me is, I'm a writer. I'm not an app developer. I can develop an app. Hit me hard. So I just started like, okay, I have this journal. So I just journaled about it and dreamed about it. I researched, looked for apps like it. Um, you know, there are goal tracking apps. The closest type of app is uh, insurance-based apps that reward you. A lot of them are more physical health, um, but those are the closest as far as as competition, so to speak, even though they're not really, because obviously they're for insurance companies and their clients, they're very people. So what really took it to that next level is about three months. I really kind of just kind of cultivated this idea of this app and looked around. I, I tried giving it away to people who I know developed apps and just said, here, this is a great app idea. Do it. And it wasn't obviously meant for them. So company found me on Instagram. This is where the fairy tale begins. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, instead of, I need, really need to write a children's book about how the Cinderella story, she didn't get a man, she got a company. <laughs> and so they reached out. I posted on Instagram. Again, I'm trying to give this away because I, I tell myself I can't do this. And because I'm, I'm not an app creator, but the company through the hashtag app idea, there are development companies that look through social media through that hashtag for app ideas. And so they work with small, uh, small startups and they reached out. I thought they were a scam and said, see ya very politely. And they were very persistent in a very nice way. And so they liked my energy. And so we talked and I knew nothing about pitching, knew nothing about business. It was a 45 minute pitch, basically the longest pitch of my life. Now I know about pitching. I can't believe he gave me that much of his time. And so we really started looking about how we could do this. And so, you know, I'm one of those people where, it's good and bad, uh, the mental distortion of all or, you know, all or nothing. Mm -hmm. In this case, it was like, okay, I'm going to have to give my all if I'm really going to do this. And so talked to my husband and we flew to California because that's what the company is. And I'm in Kansas city. I'm in the Midwest. We flew and did it in 24 hours and met them because I wanted them to know that if I was going to do this, I was very serious. So my very first time to California and I'm in Silicon Valley talking about an app, it still blows my mind. So, and then we started building. I designed the app. There are perks for me having a journalism background and design background. And we really just started taking our time cultivating this and, you know, talking to people, getting data, getting 
those surveys out there, what people wanted, what kind of businesses we wanted as far as the incentives, how we make this profitable, which is our healthcare marketplace. And so we keep it free for users and they're rewarded with free or discounted products, services, or experiences um, from businesses. And how we make this profitable is our healthcare marketplace. So healthcare professionals can advertise or list their services on the app. And what's great is that users can go on there and see the nuts and bolts. I mean, the basic information that you need to make a decision is where they're located, their services, and their forms of payment. A lot of times when you go to insurance websites or you go just look online in general, you can't really, it's, it gets kind of foggy as far as trying to figure out what exactly they do. Are they even still open? And that's from my own experience, finding my own therapist. So a lot of this app has been from my own personal experience and from other people I have met um, through the power of vulnerability of sharing my story and things that could help them, um, which is why this is an app that is inclusive for everybody. And when I go out and publicly speak about self-care and give self-care tips, I take gender out of the equation completely. Because to me, we're all essentially one mind. We're all the same. So we all experience the same emotions. All, well, depends who you talk to, all 28 of them, if you believe that. So, <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> I want to ask you, did you personally go out and approach all these companies or did you have help with that? How did you go about that? I have been personally approaching companies myself. And how many companies did you get that are interested and have signed so far, on? So far, we have, I have, we have about 50 signed up so far. Oh, that sounds of, really good. Yeah, of just various, you know, and, and here's the thing too. It looks good for them. Honestly, it looks good. And we all want to know what businesses are doing to give back. So if you've got a company that is putting on a coupon or essentially pays you in some way to... um that just looks good for them. And, um, and to me, as far as marketing wise, it's right now just to sign up a business to have a, some sort of incentive on the app is free right now. Right. I'm so curious. What are some of the product services and experiences that people will earn with their points? Sure. So, um, some right now we have, um, we have some candle companies. Um, we have companies, uh, we really like to partner with smaller businesses for now. I mean, I'd love if Target or Amazon would call, but I really like the idea of helping small businesses um, and kind of get their name out there. So we've got companies in Maine and Oregon, and um, it seems like all over the place. So we've got t-shirt companies. We have companies with candles. Um, as far as experiences, uh, right now, those are mainly just local. So the goal is for the app to eventually, as we launch, is to start putting surveys in so we can get that geographical data. So then we can start tailoring those um, incentives better. So if you are in Kansas City and let's say like Zipline KC is offering a discount on ziplining, you can get, you're getting that. You're not getting a discount for Zipline in Montana. Um, but that's as we grow. Um, so right now those are very kind of generic as far experiences. But the idea is, is to get people out of their comfort zone. And we all know if we have something free or discount, we're willing to try it. So Let's get people out there, experience new things, meeting new people, push, getting themselves out of their comfort zone because on the other side of fear is greatness. And I can attest to that because every time I've been afraid and pushed through it, amazing things have happened for me and my company. So 
it's it's good a little bit of a variety um the only thing we're not allowing is we're not allowing anything alcohol related obviously we're trying not to encourage people to drink alcohol um uh, even though right now people i'm sure i'm sure alcohol sales are up right now with everything going on um but essentially that's it it's, it's pretty open as far as incentives go and i welcome um variety on that because um there's so many small businesses that are doing incredible things and I'd love to give them the opportunity to really kind of branch out. So how are you personally doing? You went through postpartum depression, then you had more depression, then yeah. you had, you know, different health conditions. How are you doing now? I am great. I don't identify with anything. Um, I tell my, I tell people I have bouts of sadness and anxiety like everyone else and I'm a human being. Um, and that's through my own personal work. Um, that I, as one of the person that I really try not to identify with my emotions. Um, and I might feel something, but I know it's just a wave. And a lot of times, especially negative emotions, there's just a cue that something's going on. So I, you know, I'd like to say I'm pretty, I'm pretty good today. So today it's all good. But, um, yeah, I, I'm one of those people that I don't, um, I don't suppress my negative emotions. Um, I've done a ton of reading and research and I'm still learning about that. And I'm one of those that I like to learn from various aspects of the mind. And so, um, so what are I, some specific routines that help you with your life to stay up and to stay feeling relatively good? Um, I believe in the power of music incredibly. So, um, I have a playlist for pretty much every emotion, not going with 28, we'll just say eight. But um, so for instance, I have a morning playlist and these are songs that get me amped up and get me ready for the day. I listen to those, I put my headphones in and I kind of have a set routine that I do. It fluctuates obviously and it, things are kind of hectic now, but I always make time to meditate or at least practice some mindfulness as in literally laying in bed, feeling the softness of my sheets and appreciating mm. the sheets um, and it, focusing on my breath from appreciating the fact that I'm still breathing. Um, sometimes I think that we have to go back to the basics. A lot of times we, and this is what I talk about with self-care is that we think about the external and we don't really think about the internal, how we're talking to ourselves, mindfulness, how we can be aware and how we can um, learn to kind of identify our emotions but then not attach ourselves to them. It's a hard thing to do. Yes, it um, is. But you know, when you start doing it, it's incredible because you're just like, oh, well, I'm angry right now. Well, because of this situation, anger is a normal response. Does it mean I have to act on that anger? No, um, but I see it and I'm going to feel it. And then I'm going to just find a way to release that. And, you know, that's for me learning my coping, my coping mechanisms, which used to be retail therapy a lot. Um, mm. uh, I'd get upset with my husband. I'd go to my Amazon wishlist, buy myself something. Oh, it was a pretty new shirt. Make me feel better instead of dealing with the issue, you know, or confronting my husband in, in a, in a mature way. Um, so it's been, a lot of it's been self-discovery and that's what I tell people about self-love and self-care is basically you're kind of getting to know yourself or, you know, and it's not so much that it's parts of you that were basically kind of suppressed or you haven't really tapped into and unearthing those and appreciating them. This is, um, you know, so I tell people to have a hobby that doesn't make them money. I paint, um, not as much as I want to, but, 
So there's various things that I've just learned how to do to take care of myself. But a big one for me, as I mentioned earlier, is the music. If you can make yourself a playlist. Also make, I tell people to make a cry playlist or uh, where they're actually upset. Um, to give yourself a good two or three songs that always make you sad and to let yourself be sad in those songs and then switch it to a happy song and pull yourself out, but to allow yourself to feel, um, and crying has so many benefits. And what are some of those sad songs that you, that you oh, go to? I listen to? Oh gosh. Okay. So something about, there's a certain song from Billie Eilish for some reason that makes me just her voice. Uh, that makes me kind of sad. Um, there's a couple of songs from Coldplay, just kind of more melancholy type tunes um, that have kind of a, maybe a kind of a sweet melody that uh, put me in there. Um, if I want to boost myself up, um, it's usually <laughs> it's usually something that is kind of um, it's more rock related. So um, there's there's a song from The Darkness called I believe. I believe in a thing called love. It's a very much like epic rock song. And if I really get myself amped up, that's like my song that I will play every day when I need to get kind of into CEO mode and I need to conquer some things. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is just kind of learning what you like and what you don't like, you know? Um, I also like to listen to Tibetan singing bowls. I like to sit there and just listen to that. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I've listened to different types of, you know, music and, you know, there's tons of meditation playlists out there, but something about the Tibetan singing bowls really resonates with me, especially when I need to kind of calm myself down. If I'm having a, when I put myself in a mommy timeout, if I have a moment, um, I can get myself centered pretty quickly with those. So a lot of times people are walking in here and these random dings are like, what's that? I'm like, Oh, it's just my phone because I'm listening to people play on singing bowls right now. Um, and is that an app or is that what you, you download it from a certain website? Um, so some of that I've actually just found on YouTube. You just mm -hmm. look up, you know, Tibet singing bowls on YouTube and you can find tons of videos, tons of videos on um, meditation music. Um, so it's free and just listening to that and they play it for hours. Um, Spotify, I also have that. And so I have a playlist that I've set up there. But a lot of this has also been just through YouTube that's free. and. Um, there's different sounds at different frequencies and that's the whole different discussion about brainwaves mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But yeah, music is a big part of, of what, and I've learned that and it made sense. We're going through all my stuff and uh, my recovery and it still is a big part of who I am today. Kristen, have you heard back from some of the people that have benefited from your app? Can you tell us a story about someone that has really made this work for them? Sure. Um, the emails I get a lot of times, it's interesting is that people like the incentives, but what I hear more about is the, is the calming or kind of um, gratification that they're checking off that they've done this for themselves for the day. So it kind of tells me the people that like to have to-do lists the fact that they're checking off, just double tap, green check that they've done this for themselves um, is so satisfying, um, which I knew it was going to be, but I thought people would be more excited about the incentives. But actually, right. I'm getting more emails now about people who just, oh, I love the fact that I can just check off and yes, okay, I've done this for myself. 
Well, I'm glad you said that because at first I thought, oh, well, you would have to be in your area of the world to benefit from this, but that's not really true. So even if you're in any country in the world or any location, you're going to be self-gratified by doing these things. What are some of the activities that you need to do to get points? Yeah. So right now we have 16 curated suggestions. I have a mental health advisory board that helped me curate these um, just because I don't have the fancy degrees, though sometimes I wish I did. And um, so some of the things that we do, um, it is wearing your favorite color. And I can go into all the scientific benefits of wearing your favorite color. Um, But it could be simple as movement, going for a walk. We don't care about calories. We don't care what you ate. We just want to know that you're eating, that you're moving. You know, um, the idea of this app is very simplistic for those that are busy because um, we have curated suggestions, but you can add your own things because everyone's self-care is different. Okay. Yeah, because everyone is different. And so, you know, like my husband loves to garden. So he might put that actually as gardening because that's a hobby ah. that is tapping into his, I, I talk about five different types of self-care that's tapping into his mental um, self-care, but I wouldn't put that on mine. You know, I mm-hmm. would put maybe listening to music or going to work out or, you know, just giving myself a break, a, a mindful minute is what I like to call a good mindful minute in between. Right. So We have things from color to, did you exercise? Did you eat healthy? Did you drink your water? Did you take your medication? That's also important. Um, We have suggestions of, you know, did you, again, basic hygiene, did you shower today? So the idea is those that are busy can curate it to where, okay, I've got these things down for myself to those that are deeply depressed and need to be encouraged to get out of bed. They need a little bit of encouragement, a little ding. Hey, you got a hundred points because you took your vitamins for the day. When I was in my darkest moments and I have three beautiful children and a loving husband and friends and family, all I could think about was, well, at least tomorrow I get my gummy vitamins and I like my vitamins. There was so much more to be grateful for, but that's all I could muster up some days. And so that's where, when I start thinking about my past, I thought, okay, we need to make this simplistic for those who add the routine. And so we're giving some suggestions that people might not think of um, because of those common self-care misconceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is it's, it's really for anybody and you can curate it. And then you have your self-care data right there at your fingertips. And I'm happy to say we've got a handful, more than a handful of therapists who are anxiously waiting for both versions to come out because they want to test it with their patients. So when do you plan the, the versions to come out? The ad- Android one is already available, correct? It is available. We're doing some updates now, but it is working. It is available. Um, we are um, hoping for May, May or you know, sometime mid-May, if not sooner. It really comes down to, as I'm learning, you have to appease the Apple gods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Android takes about three to five days. For those who are curious, when you submit an app that they review it, it takes about three to five business days. And they'll come back with anything that doesn't meet up their qualifications. Apple can take up to 30 days. And so, you know, then this whole thing with COVID happened. And so we had to do kind of a switch of developers. And we've had some technical things come to play, but we've, we've got solid footing now to move forward with some of the final pieces that we need for the Apple um, to just get it out there. And then of course, from that point, then we'll just keep growing and evolving. This, this is just the beginning of this app. There's so much more we want to incorporate when we get in that. That's personal surveys for your incentives. That's more geographical information. So you can get those experiences in your area and you're not getting something that's not even in your area. 
um, to a possible messaging system where you can basically message other people and kind of build some accountability around self-care. Oh, that would be cool. That would be really yeah, neat. Yeah. I want to ask you, yeah, I want to ask you about the meditation because you already mentioned that you meditate. Is meditation something that helped bring you out of depression? Anxiety, or yes, for my anxiety, big time. And, and then my depression followed suit. Um, I, I started meditating... Oh gosh, two and a half years ago is when I really started diving into mindfulness and meditation. Um, and I meditate every day now. And for how long? Oh gosh. Um, I meditate several times a day for anywhere between one to five minutes. Okay. Is that silent or is it guided? It's usually silent. Um, though sometimes I might have music, um, but it's not guided by anybody. I've done, I did Headspace for a while and that mm -hmm. was a really good way to get me kind of the beginner's course of what meditation is and, and things of this nature. So that really helped first. And then I started to go to YouTube for meditations. Um, I really love uh, Dr. Kristen Neff and her self-compassion meditation. Selfcompassion.org is phenomenal for information about the importance of self-compassion and mindfulness that mindful self-compassion. I think they even, even have a workbook to this day that I still have stuff like in all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, meditation helps me out immensely. And that's what I talked about earlier, about not identifying with thoughts to have such scary thoughts and not be able to identify them with anymore was life-changing to get to the point, I don't know where I was in my meditation when that happened, but there was just a rough day and I just let myself have every thought. I didn't resist it because what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. So just let it happen. And to come from a different point where I didn't identify and I just kind of let it float by like a cloud or, you know, the analogy of a river floating, you know, floating down a river. And then afterwards it was like, that felt really good just let that go. Like I didn't attach to any of that because I would have a depressive thought and then my anxiety would take it and, Oh no, it must mean something. And it must mean that I'm, I'm relapsing. It must mean that I'm no, you're not relapsing. Growth isn't linear and you're going to fluctuate and you're going to have bad days, which is why I just tell people now that I'm basically a human. I mean, I, I'm, I know enough now that when I feel myself get into a bout of sadness that might turn into a depressive mode, I have enough tools in my toolkit to basically stop that from happening. And what are some of the other tools besides the music okay. and, the, and, and the meditation and the meditation? Okay. So, um, a big part is journaling. I'm a big believer in brain dumping. So um, that's essentially just giving yourself a pen and paper with no expectations and just start writing. And I tell people to put a lock on it or to keep it somewhere safe because you want to go and write everything unfiltered because if someone were to read that, they might think, uh oh, you know, something serious is going on when really it's not because as much as we can, this is what I always debate. People say you control your thoughts. You can and you can't. Um, when you're going through something and you're seeing so much negativity out there, there's so much coming to our brains that our brains are trying to process it. And it, it just can't because there's just so much more information being thrown at us these days. So when you start, as I say, regurgitating a brain dumping onto a piece of paper, just getting it out of your head and then you can throw it away, symbolically burn it if you want to. I have done that where you actually just burn it and then throw it in some water. 
Um, but just getting it out um, is a great way to just say, okay, these thoughts are not mine. They're now on the paper. And just because I have them doesn't mean I have to identify with them. So brain dumping is another way that I kind of help get myself out of that. And then I really practice self-compassion of really trying to look at myself as a friend. Okay. If a friend was coming to me and saying these depressive things, what would I do to encourage? I would tell them maybe to go take a hot bath, maybe go take a nap. As someone who's constantly busy, those are things that would help me because it makes me be still. Um, but if it's the other side where it's maybe you can't, maybe you, you're too still, you're stuck in bed. Right, right. The other side of depression, um, I would probably, you know, I would tell myself, okay, you've got the three kids in there. Let's just do this one step at a time. What if we just went to the bathroom? Okay, I'm in the bathroom. What if I just brushed my teeth? Can I brush my teeth? Okay. Now, excuse me. Okay. What if I went and just sat in the shower? A lot of times I just felt so depressed. I didn't want to stand in the shower. So I sat in the shower, which is also where I meditate sometimes. Um, and I started to use the power of my, of my imagination. Uh, shower meditations are great for, um, kind of visualizing, basically washing the muck off, off of you. So, and I would just basically challenge myself. And that's kind of another part of Mindstar is people can put that in there to give those little bits of encouragement because sometimes we like said, sometimes we need to go back to the basics of self-care. Are we eating? Are we sleeping? Are we, are we resting, not sleeping, but resting? Are we moving our body? And, you know, are we, are we, are we kind to ourselves? Like our internal monologue. I tell people all the time, you want to, you can tell what someone thinks about themselves pretty quickly, have a conversation with them. And you can tell if they start using self-deprecating humor, if they start, you know, putting up these different blocks, right. To try to protect themselves. You can tell what their inner, inner, like if they're criticizing, they tell my kids hurt people, hurt people. Right. They do. And I talk about your inner bully, which is what you're right. talking about. How do we get away from that? I like to picture my inner bully is <laughs> very small about one to two inches. So what I've done is that I give my inner bully a color. I give my inner bully kind of, it actually has its own name. <laughs> my inner bully actually has a name. Um, it's not Kristen. And my inner bully is very small. I like to picture a car and my inner bully is kind of in the back seat of that car. Sometimes I like to come to the front, but I'll say, no, you can't come to the front. You can't drive the car. You need to go to the back of the car or you can't touch the window. You can't touch this and that. I think that's a analogy I heard from Elizabeth Gilbert and I just kind of took it and kind of made it my own. So that's not something I came up with. So I like to just kind of say, Oh, there's my little inner bully. There she is. Oh, she's so cute. She's trying to may ruin my day. And then it's just kind of like taking away its power in some way. Some people, and I used to take of it, like I was basically punching it, but then I felt like I was punching myself. Mm -hmm. People liked, you know, like I'd go to the gym and be all like, like I'm hitting my bully. And then it just felt like I was hurting myself. So then I started to think, what if my inner bully in my head, their meditations would basically hug like, Oh, you sweet little thing. It's okay. Because a lot of that I found with my inner bully was just my inner child hurt from past experiences of, you know, being told I was this or that, or limiting beliefs that were put on me very young. I'm sure, you know, you know, a lot of that stuff is put on by the time we're age seven. So reworking some of that childhood trauma that I had and just 
showing it some self-compassion, but also some tough love. Like, I see you, but you're not going to drive the car and you're going to get in the back, which was phenomenal. I mean, I can't always do it as easy as I want to, but most days I can pretty much put my inner bully kind of in check which is phenomenal because there for a while I'd lay in bed and I would just think about all the things I did wrong. I slipped up on this. I flubbed on this, whatever it may be. And that also comes with self-compassion and forgiveness. Hey, Kristen, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? I would say Dr. Kristen Neff. Okay. And how has mindfulness affected your emotions? You talked about it a bit, but can you summarize it? Mindfulness has affected my emotions, as I said earlier, as a, as a gift to really identify my emotions and to, like I said, no longer attach myself to them. So I would say how it's helped with my emotions is that it's literally, as I said earlier, mindfulness has been one of the greatest gifts it's ever given me because it's been able to help me move forward in so many areas of my life and to actually be present and be in awe of when amazing things are happening as if I'm seeing them for the very first time, even though I haven't. I hope that answers your question. Yes, it does. And tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Okay. So breathing is, I like to tell people that if you think of your evolution of yourself and what it needs to become yourself. Think of basically a tree and it all comes down to the stump and the stump to me is breathing and that breathing and being aware of your breathing and the breathing techniques, which there's so many out there. I use so many every day is such a vital part of it. And it's so silly because it's breathing. You do it, you just do it instinctively. But when you're mindful of it and you become aware of it, especially meditation, it just helps grow that tree. As I like to say, and again, I'm a very visual person. So I visualize this tree of, of growing and me expanding my light to the world. And it all starts there at the stump of breathing. Cool. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what book is that? I'm just going to keep throwing her out there. Dr. Kristen Neff's Mindfulness, Self-Compassion. Okay. Um, selfcompassion.org is her website. And I found a someone who is incredibly hard on myself. I was learning about mindful self-compassion was life-changing. Well, you know, we can find you and the information about your app at mindstarapp.com. Mm -hmm. And I know that Mindstar is just going to be a wonderful app for so many people to help with mental wellness. And uh, that's great. But can you share any other apps which can help with mindfulness? I mentioned Headspace. Headspace yes. is good for your meditation. I know a lot of people like Calm. I think this, uh, that's, I think is an also is a good one. Those are probably my two biggest ones that I've used. I'm more of a YouTuber of, mm -hmm. of looking stuff up online, just looking up mindfulness on YouTube. Um, it's great because it's free. And so you can find a ton of great information there and a ton of great authors and websites and things of this nature, as far as when it comes to articles to really read about the importance of mindfulness. I'm one of those people. I also like the scientific aspect of it as well. Right. Uh, yeah, I do too. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. So um, I would recommend if, if you can't find an app, just go, look it up on YouTube and you'll be surprised what you find that is free. And then if that leads you to a particular app, that's great. I don't use those apps anymore. I just kind of use my own app and 
what I can. Some of it, you know, it's not out there yet, but yeah, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it does. And uh, I want to go back to something that you said about colors that can really help you to move through some of these tough times. What colors make you feel energized and upbeat? So I identify with the colors of blue, purple, pinks, and reds. So um, more on the reds and pinks. When I wear red and I wear pink, um, and I'm thinking more of a brighter pink, something close to red, um, that to me just really exudes my personality and uh, my passion for Mindstar. Um, I also very much like purple in the sense that I feel like purple has got a very um, almost regal kind of, you know, if you think about the history and the color purple, what has been used for various things. Um, so I like the idea of kind of purple's got calming, but also kind of this, you know, this regalness, this regality to it of kind of put your, put your shoulders back. Like you've kind of got this and some assertiveness that also can be with red. So those are the colors that I like to identify with, um, you know, blue. I also find very calming, which a lot of these colors are in my app. Um, we use a lot of those more jewel tones of purples, pinks, and blues. And that's just because of the research that we did behind them of them being calming um, and, and soothing to people um, when we were wanting to do this app. And again, with MindStar, because our mission statement is we believe in universal self-care for all minds. We believe that all minds deserve to shine which is why we're MindStar, hence the colors that we use. And if you follow us on social media, you'll see we use a lot of space photos and sometimes we use space facts and we turn them into personal development quotes um, because we're just awesomely nerdy like that. And um, so, yeah, there, and, and, and I think it depends on the person and the color. Some people I know really love orange, you know, and I, I see that, yeah, it's very loud and very extroverted type quality, which is great. Um, everyone's different. Um, I identify as an ambivert, so I have introvert and extrovert qualities. Okay. Well, you're very bubbly and that comes across in the interview for sure. Well, that's just because <laughs> I'm talking about my passion. It's like, I, said, <laughs> I don't ever really have to prepare for, I do prepare, but I really don't have to pray that much because it's something I'm just, I know when I talk about it, people talk about it on the phone. They talk about it in Zoom calls. They're like, your, your passion and it just exudes through. And that's just because I just allow myself just to be and allow myself just to, this is my space to shine. And so I fully embrace that and don't let my inner critic get in the way. Definitely in the backseat right now. Um, and, and this is, and also it just kind of just assures me that this is my purpose. This is the purpose for my pain. This is why I'm here. We have multiple purposes, but this is the big part of it. And I'm excited to see the, the app officially launch and then the future plans we have for the app and from my overall company because we are more than just an app um and i very much plan to be more than just an app so this is just the beginning well i love the fact that you help people with their mental wellness and as we move through this pandemic mindful tribe i'm sure some of you are feeling like you could use a little help you know put that inner bully in the back seat and yes. tell them to stay there and keep their hands off the windows. Right. Just in a very loving way. Like, hey, I see you, but you've got to go to the back seat right now. I need okay. to get this done. And then just taking whatever action that ever is, you know, to because action is a great way to get us out of this part of our mind and into the other parts of our mind and actually be mindful and actually in the present moment. Um, so, yeah, um, I will say if anybody is on TikTok, I don't know if they are. Um, I do share a lot of self-care tips 
and mindfulness and all that type of good stuff I do share on TikTok. And is it under your name or under the name of your app? No, it's actually under self-care CEO. And the reason why it's self-care CEO is because that name was available. Okay. (laughs) And and also because um, I'm really trying to build up that particular platform and build a community around a safe space around self-care and self-love. And so um, I do talk about my company a lot and I I do do a weekly newsletter that people can sign up for at mindstarapp.com. It's a self-care, self-love newsletter. And how do we find you on Instagram? Okay, so that's at mindstarapp. It's for Instagram and Facebook. So that would be the other two places that you can reach me as well. But if you're into, you know, the 60 second videos, if you're obsessed with TikTok like I am, which I am now obsessed with because just the positivity and the response. And I mean, I've been on for less than two months. I have almost a hundred thousand likes on my videos. Wow. And 7,000 followers in, in two months. And that's just me being me sharing, you know, it's a great space where you can have fun and be lighthearted, but then, you know, I can incorporate some serious stuff because I know when people talk to me, I have an ability to get people to share their, their, their innermost secret to me, which is great. But then some people are also kind of afraid to talk to me mm-hmm. because I understand this is a serious subject. I understand yes. it's very personal and people are often surprised how open I am. But I keep telling them that vulnerability is one of my greatest superpowers. And I've embraced that. And because I've embraced vulnerability, it has been phenomenal for me and my company. So while, yes, I do get hurt, that's part of being vulnerable is taking that chance. It's opened up so many big doors. And like I said, just being vulnerable on TikTok, like I said, and almost 100,000 likes in, in, in two months. And I, I mean, I can't get that. Would you pay for that on Instagram? You can't get that. Mindful so, Tribe, get over there to TikTok. Self-care CEO. <laughs> Self-care CEO. There's also, what's also, it's actually good actually for your mental health because you can curate stuff and there's people that put funny things. So actually it's good. Yeah. You can find lighthearted, funny videos of people dancing and people supporting each other. And I really do. People think that it's for the younger generation, but let me tell you, I'm in my thirties. I see people in their forties and fifties and sixties. There's some people that are in their nineties that have like almost a million followers and wow. they're just posting about their life. So that's a great way. I mean, we're all kind of stuck at home. If you're looking for something to do and you're wanting some lighthearted fun, TikTok actually might be a good space to kind of check out. Be, be careful though. It can be a little addicting. Uh, hence the name TikTok because the time just keeps rolling and makes you know it's been like five hours. You're like, oh, I do have children to take care of, don't I? So, so but that that's a little side note. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're into that, if you're interested in TikTok, and, and you're looking for something to kind of uh, some sort of escapism um, that actually can be a little bit on the positive side because you can curate what you want to see. And that's a good way to kind of build up a community of people. I have found, like I said, in just two months, I've got a great community starting of people. And I'm just excited to see where that goes. And I'm excited for the app to come out. And Well, I'm excited to have had the chance to talk to you, Kristen, because you are so much fun. You're so bubbly and upbeat. And Mindful (laughs) Tribe, go over to the website, mindstarapp.com and check it out and check out Kristen on TikTok at Self-Care CEO and at Mindstarapp on Facebook and on Instagram. So Kristen, thanks so much for being on Mindfulness Mode. It's been an absolute delight. Well, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. All the best to you. Bye now. 
Mindful Tribe. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you did, please tell your friends about the show. Every person who subscribes and listens helps our show. So in the meantime, take what you heard today and reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. 